0: Uh, My name's Tara Brooke Watkins, and I uh, oversee the Theater for Social Justice program. And I was given an incredible um, honor today to facilitate um, our chapel for really supporting community voices. And I love that um, term because it's about community and it's about differences, voices. So since I represent the arts in some way on campus, I thought we would make it an arts uh, chapel. So Jojo, thank you, and uh, to the worship team as well. So we're going to engage in what you've probably heard uh, me talk about, if you know me at all, and other people, if they've talked about me. I do story circle work. Um, So we're going to demonstrate a story circle for you today, um, and I'm going to kind of give you the overview. Um, Story circles, it's really a very simple opportunity to share and to listen. Um, So I have, (laughs) thank you. I've invited some people up here today um, who are going to share stories from their lives, from their experiences. The stories that you will hear will be true. And during the stories, I'm going to ask that you all don't talk uh, to the storyteller. I'm going to ask that you all kind of follow these same guidelines. So as somebody is sharing, your job is simply to just listen. Um, Certainly, as I ask the question, um, I'm sure that you might be thinking, oh my gosh, what would I share if it were my turn? Um, I'm going to ask you to try not to worry about what might come up for you and what you should be thinking about before it's your turn to tell the story, but rather to just listen and trust that when it's your turn, um, the right story that you need to share is what comes out, okay? At the end of our story circle, and I'm hoping we have time, and if we don't, we might have to skip this portion, but we always have an opportunity for crosstalk. So as somebody has shared their story, if you're feeling like you relate to it or you, you've gone through the same situation or you wanna express some sympathy, we wait for that opportunity until that crosstalk chance and that's the opportunity to, for you to share those thoughts. Um, crosstalk is absolutely not an opportunity to share your opinion about how somebody uh, handled a situation in their lives. It's not a chance to share advice to them. Um, it's not a chance to judge them. It's a chance to connect with people. So if we have a chance for crosstalk today, I'm going to open that up to all of us in this room as well. So as you're listening to the stories, if you relate and you wanted to share that, we'll have that chance at the end, okay? Thank you all for participating. Oh, also, um, I'm going to time everybody (laughs) so that we can try to make sure we're staying under time. I I don't know if this will happen today since everybody knew they were going to be participating, but in a story circle, if it becomes your turn and you feel uncomfortable with the question or just aren't sure what you need to share, you all have the opportunity to pass. No questions asked, and you can just hand the mic to the next person, okay? Um, So I was thinking about um, our theme of community voices, and who we are on this campus, and and we are so many voices. We're so many stories, and I think a lot of times we often feel different in various communities. Um, So I wanted to ask you the question today. When in your life has someone made you feel like you belonged? When in your life has someone made you feel like you belonged? I'm gonna open it up if anybody would like to start. If no one's feeling that brave, I will be the default starter of our stories. Great.
1: (laughs) Um, Hi, Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Eli. um, And I am very excited to be here. And thank you, Tara, for giving me this opportunity. Um, Honestly, a time when I have felt like I belonged is when I came onto this campus. Um, and especially, I don't know if y'all know, but Eli is not actually the name that I was born with. Um, And that has been sort of, not a struggle, but like sort of a need to be known. Um, And on this campus, people have done an astounding job of making me, letting me know that like, this is who we know you as, and this is who we will we will, um, like, protect your identity sort of also. um, Because I was terrified um, when I realized that I was trans because it is not a fun experience. um (laughs) uh, Just because, like, there is not a whole lot of protection, there is not a whole lot of rights, um, that is also why We voted yes on three, go mass. Um, (laughs) But uh, on this campus, when I came out to my professors, all of them were immediately supportive. And when I came out to Tara, she was immediately supportive and like put me in, I don't know if y'all saw, Beauty and the Beast, Uh, it was very exciting. Um (laughs) Okay, uh, but I was Monsieur Dark and it was just really exciting being known and being told that like, yes, this is who we see you as, yes. We accept you as you are, so that was kind of cool. Oh,
0: great!
2: Awesome. <laughs> I'm always ready. <laughs> I'm always ready. Hi. <laughs> um, so, when we were, you know, asked to participate, we got the question. Um, originally, I was gonna do a negative one. Um, And then I was like, let me just do a positive one. And this morning, um, T kind of confirmed that she wanted us to, you know, keep it positive. And so our stories will still be shared. So um, I am going to speak about uh, belonging in my uh, young adult choir. So I joined my young adult choir, my church, in 2015. It's called Refuge. It's awesome. We're just a bunch of crazy young adults, you know, who love to sing and worship God. And um, I was um, thinking about the difference between fitting in and belonging, and so when you have to fit in, you have to alter. You have to sometimes alter yourself in a way that you're not comfortable with. You have to put on a facade, a mask. But when you belong, you're accepted um, for who you are, just as you are. And so, I um, felt like I belonged. And they told me, they're like, Stephanie, you're crazy. You know, you're funny. You're this. You're that. And you belong here with us. And so, um, I. The older I get the more I stop listening to people's words and, I, and I, I recognize their actions. And so I felt belonging. I felt like a ball of energy just hit my chest and it like, man, I belong here. And belonging heals and it, and it opens up doors and it unlocks. And when you belong somewhere, you're free to be you. And I don't think there's anything better than that. Um, so belonging is so important. Um, and so that's when I felt like I belonged and i want to help other people feel they belong and so i want to live my life in a way that when people are around me they feel they belong because that um helps to um just do so many different things
3: right um to whoever doesn't know me my name is bruna <laughs> um, <laughs> that's definitely melody um I'm a biology biochemistry major, so from the biology department and chemistry department. Um, something that I really want to share is as an international student, um, I have one of my professors that really kind of inspired me to do better every time. Um, I don't think he's here today, but um, to whoever knows, Dr. Williams, um, he's a tough guy, definitely. <laughs> um, I took a class with him last semester and um, he pushed me to do better um, and something that definitely motivated me is that he's also international. He was born in India. Um, his first language technically is not English so he also has that accent that you also are hearing um, every time that I speak um, and it definitely made me feel like I belong to places and I can succeed regardless of what is my background. Um, so. I think it's a very important thing to to have a representative of, um, I don't know, it sounds ridiculous but maybe the fact that somebody with accent can also teach me. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I feel my department has been a great, great department to welcome giving me opportunities and inspire me to do better.
4: Hello, so my name is Jose. And I was going to say a story that uh, I had when I was 14 years old. So my parents wanted me to study abroad. And I had to go to London, near a small town near London. And I had no idea about English. Like, you would ask me, what's my favorite color? And I would answer everything yes. I would say yes to everything. (laughs) That's how how bad I was. So uh, I had no idea. I was struggling a lot. And I wanted to go back to my my house uh, back in Spain. But my parents didn't uh, let me. So I met this guy who would talk to me through a Google Translator, and it was pretty cool because we became really good friends. I started living with his family and everything, and I felt like I wasn't connecting with any, anyone there, but I met this guy who made me feel like I was, I belonged somewhere. So that's the story I wanted to tell.
5: Hi, guys. Uh, my name's Craig, uh, I'm a recent grad, um, now working in the multicultural department with Robert Benjamin. Um, when I was first asked the chair t- to share, just like um, Stephanie, I was thinking of something, uh, I had a negative one to share, but then after discussing with Stephanie, I was there's also a positive one, but I feel like it's important to know where one's coming from before going to the positive. So, um, and. Tara mentioned about belonging and how it can in different communities and how it can be different. So, I have to like acknowledge um, that because I'm uh, multiracial. So my um, mom's half Nigerian, my dad's Jamaican, and I was raised in Southeast London. So, uh, I was a part of each of these cultures, but not always fully accepted by anyone. So it can be a little bit difficult when, especially growing up as a child. It can be difficult when you're you you're a part of these cultures but sometimes you're not fully accepted as anyone. So I remember when I went to Nigeria about six years ago, they used to call me uh Oibo or White Boy. You know, and then when I went to Jamaica it was more like, Okay, you're Jamaican but you're you're raised in Britain, so they look at you a little bit different. And also when I go when I'm in London, it's like if you have any shade in your skin you're black, that's it. You know, so it's like, growing up, it was a bit of a challenge, you know, but it kind of taught me that um, growing up to kind of try and embrace all of the cultures, all, all three of them, and they're all a part of me. So, I mean, if I'm in Jamaica, I, c- I love the food, I love the music, I can be there. If I'm in Nigeria, I also love the food, and the music, and the culture, I understand the, co- the comedy, so the humor. So it kind of opened my mind to different cultures and a different sense of acceptance. Uh, But if I'm going to think about somewhere where I really belonged, I'd say my martial art was important to me. As soon as I um, joined martial arts, that was really important. I had quite a few mentors there that took me under their wing, kind of like second father figures. And there's also my church. When I joined the choir, that was a whole different thing for me. And even when I go back to England now, there's a place there for me always. So belonging is like I could travel away for two or three years. And if I go back to that church, They know me, they welcome me, they welcome me in, and I know when I go back at Christmas, they're gonna take me in and they're gonna expect me to lead worship or do something, even though I haven't been there for like a year. So that's my sense of belonging.
6: Hi, I'm Gabrielle. Um, For those of you who don't know, I am a uh, commuter student, I am a transfer student, and uh, I've been at ENC for a little while. Uh, But my first year here, I spent um, a lot of time alone um, because, uh, believe it or not, to people who do know me, (laughs) um, I was shy before they met me. Um, And so, I spent a lot of time at the back of the chapel um, when I first came here by myself because I didn't know how to talk to people. I wasn't Nazarene. I felt like I didn't belong and I was new and people had known each other and so, I felt really alone and felt like I wasn't going to fit. Um, but then <laughs> I met Polly Gomes. <laughs> and um, I don't want to cry. Um, Polly Gomes s- kind of scooped me up and um, brought me into the Cove building with opening arms. And whether I wanted to, you know, she wasn't pushy or, you know, forceful, but always kind of gave out like opportunities. like you should be an a cappella choir or you should audition for the show. You should meet Tara. And I was like, okay, like for a really long time, I was like, all right, you know, Um, because she has a lot of joy and it's almost overwhelming, but it's also very um, contagious. And um, yeah, I latched on to Polly and she became my best friend and she made me feel like I belonged here.
7: Um, for anyone who doesn't know me, which is a lot of you because I am a freshman, but I am Emily. Um, <laughs> well, talking about belonging, I'm going to talk about coming here to ENC because I came and I was terrified about not making friends, about kind of just being that person who's just like, on her own, doesn't really know how to make friends because I've been with the same group of people for 12 plus years. Um, so during the summer freshman orientation, I was just kind of sitting there with my mom and one of my best friends who had come up with me and all of a sudden I hear my name be called. I look up and here comes Jasmine, Polly, and Antoine. sorry for calling you out guys running straight at me, coming to talk to me about theater because they found out I was a theater person. At that point, pretty much every fear I had just went away because it's like, if nothing else, I have these guys and I have the theater people, so I'll be all right. So, yeah. Hi guys,
8: I'm Lisa. I'm very nervous. Um, I'm a religion major here at ENC. I'm also a transfer student. So my story, I had a teacher back in high school. His name uh, is Bill. Uh, He's also, he was also my basketball coach. Um, And Bill is one of the kindest men I've ever met. Bill is also wild. Um, So two years ago, he gathered a group of his former students, all different ages, and we took a road trip across America in search of the best slice of pizza in America, Um, which is in Turtle Creek, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Shelly's Pie. In the middle of this whole road trip, we got stuck in a stretch of traffic in the middle of Corn State, America. Um, It was standstill, bumper to bumper traffic. And Bill turns around to me and says, Lisa, it's time, grab the bag. We had been carrying a plastic bag the whole time, though none of us knew what was in there. And I opened it up and it looked like there was fur. So I started pulling things out and it was like a kid's dressing room dream. There was wigs and costumes and masks. And Bill picks a wig out from my hand, and it was like Marilyn Monroe curls, pink, like bright bubblegum pink. Um, And he turns the music up and puts all our windows down, and I I was a little reserved, so I let them do their thing for a while, and then I joined in the fun. And we watched as cars would go past, and people's faces went from like anger and frustration to being in traffic, to confusion, (laughs) to joy, Um, and we had been burning sage in the car, because Bill is Buddhist, and sage smells a whole lot like marijuana. So people were like, who are these crazy hippies, which is true. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Um, But Bill taught me how to laugh at myself and to invite other people into laughing. And I don't think there's been uh, quite so many points in my life that I felt so human.
9: Hey, I'm Brendan. Uh, Oh, jeez. Yeah, I am a junior here. I am an intercultural studies major. And um, this past summer, I decided that I needed to get away for a little bit. Um, And so I made a call. And um, with the help of God and um, some friends, I was... Um, uh, Yeah, with a lot of help from people, I got the opportunity um, to go to Guatemala. Um, (laughs) Melody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I met up with a family that had been praying for some help with their basketball program to uh, kids in poverty. And so um, at the end of the summer, after doing Summer Men, I'm tired and exhausted. Um, I got on a plane and i landed in a country where i didn't know anyone um and i <laughs> i got off the airplane and there stood a 40-year-old couple this short kind of wide man and this really skinny old lady and they just start screaming my name and um during the month of august i just i spent the summer um just working with them and they taught me a lot about um what it means to just do what i can where i can and i think uh yeah those people really just welcomed me i was scared that they were going to be like a scary family um they didn't speak english very well um but uh they were like the funniest people i've ever met and uh through them i my life has been changed um yeah i just i love those people yeah
10: My name is John Nielsen. I'm a recent addition to the religion and culture faculty, Uh, but I came to Quincy when I was in 8th grade, actually in the middle of my 8th grade year. And uh, my story of belonging really connects to my my family where I've always felt like I uh, had a place to belong, and yet at the same time had these experiences of feeling as an outsider in other elements of my life. Spent time growing up in in the country of Denmark, and so I was sort of out of place, but now that feels like home. Uh, And then when I came back, I felt still out of place in my uh, native homeland because I had been gone so long. And it was shortly after that that I moved here to Quincy in the middle of my eighth grade year and went to Central, not the nice new Central, the old Central Middle School. And uh, there there are some horror stories of that experience, but I felt very much out of place and it was coming really to this sanctuary uh, in the sense of uh, a youth group that embraced me here when I was a part of this church. And then coming to ENC, uh, where I found a group of friends that I connect with. And even having been gone for 30 years, having come back to this place and reconnecting with some of those relationships and picking up literally 30 years later, like it was yesterday, uh, to know that there is in that community this great place and sense of belonging. And so there's a real sense in which I come back to this place, um, and while it's different and new, and I still feel sort of like an outsider, and yet I also know that I belong here, and uh, and in one sense come to repay a debt of belonging uh, to a place that embraced me in the middle of a difficult time as a little eighth grader out of place, music theater, you know, nerd before it was you know, cool, and uh, so I just want to I want to be. Th- thankful for this place of belonging where I find that um, that meaning. Thank you. Um, so
0: I grew up in Oklahoma in a Nazarene church. Very, very conservative. Thank you. And I also <laughs> <laughs> I also grew up uh, doing theater and those worlds didn't mesh very well. Um, I was always told in my church that you really, you can do church drama, but that's really all you should do if you are going to do theater. And in the theater world, like you, I, I, I mean, honestly, the best, this is maybe a bad analogy, but it, to come out as a Christian in, in the theater world is like coming out as gay in the church world. It is like you do not mention it. Um, so these worlds were always really clashing for me. I can't say that changed a whole lot when I came to ENC as a student, but I was at least able to do theater in a Christian environment, but that was a struggle for me for a long time. And I think the moment that I felt like who I have always been, a Christian called to do theater in a non-traditional Christian theater format um, was, was really when the Theater for Social Justice program was approved. Um, but I want to I call out a certain person uh, or, or couple, and that's Jeff and Leslie Graham. They are, they are quiet souls on this campus. Many of you may not even know who they are. But quiet souls speak with physical presence. And they have been at every single thing I have ever done before it was cool. <laughs> And I was thinking about that yesterday when we had this very powerful theater group come in and Jeff Graham walked in and sat down. And I thought, you know, he has always made me feel like I belonged, doing what I do, being who I am, so thank you. (laughs)
4: Um, I'm coach Sasha. Uh, I coach an amazing group of ladies over there and I work next to an amazing uh, staff right over there. So uh, when I had to think about belonging, um, obviously the platform I use is athletics, but it's crazy. We have a lot of athletes in this room and uh, I never belonged until I really got into athletics. And what was really cool about that is in reality, a basketball team or a volleyball team, whatever it may be, a team or a community of people really only share one thing in common. So for us, it was just basketball. We didn't know anything else about each other. And so we were put into this community to find out more about each other. And th- the cool thing about belonging is really you have to be intentional with your relationships. And that's something my parents have always told me. And, and that's kind of why we're the same way with our, with our basketball team. We try to create a family atmosphere because you really only share one thing in common. From there, you got to find out more about each other to share more past that and to actually feel like you belong to something. But, yeah, I've I've had some awesome coaches in my life who have really pushed that, um, which is why I kind of am the way that I am when it comes to being a part of something greater than myself.
11: Hi guys, my name is Tiffany. I'm a criminal justice major with an advocacy track.
6: Cool. <laughs>
11: Thanks. So I'm actually really nervous, which is really weird because for those who know me, normally I'm not nervous about these things, but I am. So, um, almost two years ago now, I took a semester off from ENC. I went back home to DC, um, and if. For those who know my story, they know that going home is actually a bad decision. It's very toxic to me. Um, But I chose to do that because of financial issues and because of um, my mom was sick. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go home. And that's what I'm going to do. Horrible, horrible decision. Um, I went home and dealt with a lot to a point where I ended up being homeless, had to move in with my best friend. um, And then we ended up living in this apartment that was like, that people shouldn't live in. Um, there was no hot water, everything was disgusting, the door was broken, it was just really crazy living living area. Um, and I just remember getting a text from Vicky Scowl one day, saying hey, I'm at this event called New Beginnings and you should hurry up and come back to the school so you can go. And I was like, who is this? Because at that point, I had got a new number. <laughs> and she was like, it's Miss Vicki. And that was something that like really stuck to me. And from then, um, me and my best friend, we started talking about possibly coming back to, e- coming to ENC. Me back, her coming for the first time. And we did. We came to ENC, and I was broken. I was really broken coming back to school. But I just remember people just loving on me like my friends took the time to love on me I joined gospel choir and we just worshiped through all the pain that was in our individual lives and as a group that we were going through and that was the first time like being on this campus that I just remember really feeling like I belonged.
0: So first of all, thank you all for sharing your stories. Um, I know we can take a deep breath now. They're out of the way. And thank you all for listening. Um, thank you for that. So I think we have a few minutes um, for crosstalk. So again, this is the chance, and Jasmine is over there. Jasmine's got a mic. So if anybody f- from out there would like to share anything, um, Jasmine will bring a mic to you. Um, But I'll, you know, certainly open it up here as well. If anybody heard somebody's story and wants to respond in some way, again, this is ways of connecting and relating and and empathizing. No judgment.
8: Um, Lisa,
1: is it working?
8: Okay. (laughs) Um, Lisa, I just wanted to say that, you know, I know that you're a very reserved, like, and I just wanted to say, you being up there and sharing your story, it was a really beautiful story and it reminded me of home. So I just wanted to say I appreciated your story.
12: Um, to, so for Tiffany, I remember when I was taking time off, uh, forced time off, and there was a professor that actually messaged me and was like, where are you? It was actually Montag and he was like, you need to come back, and you need to be a religion major, and you need to just be here on campus, like there is something missing with you not on it, and that has always stuck with me. Um, So I really understand the power of um, the faculty and staff here and how much they care, and we're really lucky to um, be at a college where we have faculty and staff that that just miss us and love us like this.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond to Stephanie. Um, the part of your story that I related to, uh, I'm not, I don't sing, so that's nothing, not that at all. But <laughs> my church, when I finally found my church, my pastor at some point like, went out of her way, looked me in the eye, took my hand, and she said, Tara, we are your people now. Just accept it. <laughs> and I think it, like, it means a lot when somebody goes out of their way to let you know. Um, So I really related and appreciated that that story.
13: Thank you. Um, I wanted to say, Coach Sasha, I liked how you talked about being intentional um, with your relationships and being intentional with, um, like, Vulnerability and um, what was the word you used? Um, I don't remember, but you just intentionality is like the key there. And I think that's really important for people to remember. But I also think it's one of those things where we, we know it, but we don't recogn- like we don't say it to ourselves. We don't recognize it. We're not like, okay, I need to do this. And like Tara said, like going out of your way to make someone know that they're, they're loved and that they belong. Um, being intentional with your belonging. And so, um, I appreciated you saying that, and I also think that's something that like, not like convicted me, but like just like, oh yeah, like I, right, I need to do that. Like I need to be more intentional, so thank you.
14: So, good morning everybody. Um, my name is Priscilla for those who don't know me. um, I just wanna say thank you so, so much to all of you up there that shared your stories. Um, They were heartfelt, they made me giggle, they made me think. Um, I just wanna say that in my life, I've never really felt totally accepted. Um, As you can see, I'm a brown woman. I grew up in the suburbs, I was the only brown girl from kindergarten till high school. Um, Coming to ENC and seeing and hearing people from different places and things like that, um, I just want to say I I felt a sense of welcoming, um, a sense of welcoming um, as a Christian, as a believer, and um, just as a person who wants to do the goodwill for the greater good. (laughs) And um, I just want to thank all of you students here who have um, made me feel welcome And to anyone who doesn't or hasn't felt welcome on campus, I just want you to know that I welcome you. And I hold no judgments. And I am always that person that open arms. So um, thank you just again to all of you that shared. And I think this is just a really beautiful thing.
15: So my name is Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> That's David. <laughs> um, I wanted to say thank you to Coach Sasha. Um, last year, out uh, of okay. So last year I just I was like you know what let me go ask to be the girls' basketball team manager, and I didn't know like what would come out of it, but I just went because like I felt like I didn't participate in anything, and um, I mean she said yeah. So <laughs> okay. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> but um, nah, like with her letting me work with the team, it made me feel like I was actually part of something. And Like being able to like travel with the team and see how they play and how they took me in made me feel good. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. <laughs> tonight, tonight they're playing Curry, right? Hi Curry, so we'll be there. Yeah?
16: Yeah? (laughs) What's up guys? Um I'm Isaiah. If you guys don't know me. (laughs) AKA Pockets. (laughs) Um I am the basketball team manager. Um I've been the basketball team manager for almost five years now. Um, I want to thank coach Sasha and a couple other people, all y'all stories mixed together. Um, Again, I've never been really accepted. Um, I went to public school. I've always been the kid smiling around. (laughs) See the smile? (laughs) Um, People don't like that, you know, sometimes. (laughs) They think it's annoying, (laughs) Uh, but uh, it grows on people. And this campus has took me in as a person to grow on people. So, um, I think everybody up there, I think the whole entire staff um, that know me and I've talked to, um, you guys are really inspirations in my life. And I hope I've been an inspiration in all you guys' lives. And again, let's defend the den, right? Go ENC. We're
0: going to actually have to transition. Um, I know, I hate this. This is like my favorite part to hear from everybody. We'll go ahead and strike the chairs um, and move into the next, the last kind of portion. So, oh my goodness, we have story circles every other Sunday night. Sunday in Cove at 8 p.m. Everybody is welcome, and this is exactly what it looks like. You're just here to share a story and connect with each other. Um, As we kind of close out today, I wanted to allow you to see um, other ways of worship, other ways of expression that we might not normally get to see on our campus. So, some of you have heard of the class Dance, Art, and Poetry. So, the next couple of pieces you're going to be seeing are coming directly from that class. Um, Regine is going to be reading a poem written by Sherry Kajuste, who couldn't be here today, but she wanted to have her words heard um, anyway, so I've asked Regine to read that for us. Um, So, we're going to look at some of the art that these students have been creating see a a couple of the dances and hear a poem. Thank you.
12: A black woman's ballad by Sherry Kajuste. I'm told to straighten my hair, to look proper, but I didn't care. I have to bring out my white voice, especially in front of a police officer. Being surrounded by white classmates, everyone looks at each other. I'm judged because of my race. I got it from my mother. I'm told to straighten my hair and speak with grace. Each day after the other, maybe it was just a phase. Why can't I just be around people that look like each other? I've been told that the color of my skin is a disgrace. I got it from my father. I've been told having lighter skin makes you safe when being pulled over by a police officer. My dark skin I wish I could erase. It's not popular. I've been told by many I should be ashamed because I look like an unwanted daughter. Some people find it funny to stare. Day in and day out, I'm judged about my race. Sometimes I wish I could change my hair. Sometimes I wish I could change the color of my face.
17: You guys. So today, I hope, was an opportunity for um, just some voices to be heard, some stories to be heard. Um, That's one of the ways that we're talking about walking in the way, um, the way that Christ is showing us in that song that we heard on Wednesday, because Christ is the way. Um, And another way that we've decided to do this, if you're here on Wednesday, is to give with our money and our resources, uh, and sometimes with our time. And so we've decided on a local ministry out of uh, North Street Community Church of the Nazarene. It's called The Anchor. And this ministry provides uh, resources to people, individuals and families who have been touched by substance use disorder and addiction. Um, We offer services to people looking to be in recovery. We just got a building in Hull where we see a lot of uh, people affected by this in the community. And we're trying to renovate this building. And it's supposed to be a place in the community where people can feel safe and that they can belong. Um, And so I think that is a great great thing that's missing in so many people's lives. And I'm so happy that we've heard all these stories of people having the opportunity to belong. And for it to be happening here is really exciting. I know I felt that as a student, and I feel that now. And so I have some people that are going to help us. We're going to do this every Friday. And we're going to give to the same ministry. Um, and then we'll present it at the end of the year to Kurt, our executive director. Um, and so this is a time for you to give. If you're not prepared to give right now, just be reminded that every Friday we're going to do this. So um, let me pray for us really quick. God, we thank you for your love. And we thank you for, for all the people in our lives who, who remind us of your love and your character. We thank you for the opportunity to show that to other people, to intentionally remind them that they belong in our hearts and in our lives. Um, God, we thank you for the resources that you've given and the the opportunity that you give us to give of those resources as an act of this love. And so, God, I pray um, for what's being given. I pray that you would bless this this money. that it would it would help a community come together and extend this sense of belonging to those who need it so desperately and we thank you for your love help us to love you more and to love each other in your name we pray amen
3: let me just uh, pray a benediction over us today and then we will stand and we'll sing the doxology and i'll ask you again just to allow that to be the seal of our time together before you leave today. So would you receive the benediction in the form of this scripture found in 1 John verse 4, sorry, 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. And his love is made complete in us. Amen. Would you stand with me? Praise God from whom all blessings flow.